Hello, you're listening to Linguistically Aware, a spoken word program about the ways we use, understand, and think about language. I'm Dusha Nikolic, and today I will not be introducing anyone but myself. Instead, I will be playing to you some music, and today's episode will revolve around the movie The Conversation from 1974, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, a famous director of The Godfather. Of course, This podcast will not be about the movie itself, but the use of language in the movie and a very important aspect of English and many languages around the world that we call stress. Before I get all technical on what stress is and what is not, and before you tune in to my take on this topic, it is essential to acknowledge that this is the CGSW 90.9 FM broadcasting on the traditional territories of all the people who make their homes in the Treaty 7 of Southern Alberta. The Conversation is a movie from 1974 directed by Francis Ford Coppola in which Gene Hackman does a tremendous job of uh, portraying the main protagonist of the movie And in this movie, uh, which I won't be spoiling for you, the main plot revolves around, uh, of course, the psychological traits of the of the character, the, the torment that he is, tormenting feeling that he is, uh, he has or he carries with himself uh, throughout the most of the film, and. Uh, Uh, which which is reflexive of the 80s and the anxiety of the modern surveillance but the protagonist is a is an expert in surveillance a, um, a bond among the surveillance team uh, i think as they call as they call him in the in the movie but uh, essentially what this movie portrays is the misunderstanding of the signal of the recording the emphasis of the sentence of a crucial sentence is on us the movie protagonists say he'd kill us if he had a ch- if he has a chance or or if he has a chance well it is not important really to know who he is or who they are the importance is on us he'd kill us if he had a chance and which means that we need to kill him first uh, in order not to um, in order to avoid being killed right so in this movie this sentence is completely misunderstood and Jimmy Hackman hears the emphasis or the protagonist hears the emphasis on kill whereby the sides have turned meaning that oh no wait It's not us that we are in danger, but them that I have been surveilling. And if, if you see the movie, you'll, uh, you'll realize what I'm talking about. But essentially, what the emphasis is when you say he'd kill us if he had a chance, instead of he'd, he'd kill us if he had a chance, the emphasis here is what we call stress. This, is, this appears to be essential stress or a stress uh, of the sentence but there is something that we also call word stress which i'm going to talk about this seemingly 
small detail of a language that is used in the movie shows how language is used in real life. And it is true that in English, we use stress all the time. If you're playing by the rules, it won't get you any further. If you haven't learned this yet, then prepare for trouble waters. This movie brings to surface is the realization that stress is not simply about the intensity or loudness of a certain part of the world. Stress is also 
about the movement of the pitch or what we call the fundamental frequency of our voice. Fundamental frequency of the voice is what we hear as pitch. It can be high, as in, for example, ah, or it can be low, as in, ah. Oh. You get the difference. And everyone who listens to music knows that, yeah, they can hit a high note or they cannot. It's tough. Or they can hit low notes or not. You kind of feel it and you kind of perceive it or understand it without being explicitly told what this is and without getting technical of what uh, and how we measure this fundamental frequency that we perceive as pitch, which can be high or low. I just want to say that this property is very important for stress. And one of the misconceptions in the 50s that was shattered in the 60s by the researchers is that in English, it was incorrect to think that stress amounts to a louder pronunciation of the word or syllable. The myth was debunked, basically, when it was shown that perception of stress was also influenced by this fundamental frequency in duration of the, of the vowel, for example. It is quite important to stress or emphasize that stress in English has all three properties and they, they all, all the three properties equally play their role or more or less equally play their role. Speech perception is the process in which sounds of language are heard, interpreted, and understood, but not merely sounds. We hear something that we call suprasegmentals, something that is beyond the sounds of languages, and that is uh, properties such as stress or tone in tone languages, such as Mandarin, for example. Mandarin speakers or listeners do not hear merely sounds, such as m, a, e, b, and so on and so forth, they have tones. Tones are primarily uh, composed of uh, vocal vibrations that we call fundamental frequency or that we perceive as pitch. So the same sequence of sounds such as ma can have different meaning in Mandarin. Um, one meaning one meaning can be mother, another can be horse, and so on and so forth. This is a famous example of tones, depending on how you produce it or pronounce it. Whether you are high in the tone, such as ma, or whether you are low, such as ma, um, the meaning is different. And Chinese or Mandarin speakers acquire these as children. English speakers and speakers of many languages, such as Finnish, Hungarian, Polish, Estonian um, uh, Dakota, for example, they acquire stress as children. Stress is also a property of words. And why is it so? Well, 
because with stress, we can distinguish or contrast two words. For example, with stress, we can contrast permit and permit. Subject, subject. Object, object. Object is a noun, object is a verb. Contrast, contrast. Contrast is a noun, contrast is a, is a verb. And this stress is quite unpredictable in English, meaning we are not certain there is no specific rule that says, okay, stress is always on the first syllable, meaning that the first syllable is the most prominent or emphasized one. Um, but no, it, that's not the case. In other languages, such as my language, Serbian, stress is quite predictable and not an important property of a word. But in other languages, such as uh, English stress is, or Spanish, stress is unpredictable and a very important property of a word. Uh, I mentioned Finnish and Hungarian. For them, stress is important, but it's only uh, it's always on the first syllable. So they are languages with quite what we call predictable stress. We know where it is uh, immediately. And as children who acquire, for example, Finnish and Hungarian, we don't have to attend to this property uh, that we call stress.
So I've kind of touched upon a very important point. First of all, we saw in the movie, The Conversation, that stress is or can be a property of a sentence. And second, stress can be, and it is most likely a property of a word in what we call lexical stress languages. And it's a very important property. We linguists study uh, the perception and production of stress, how stress is produced and perceived, and what are those qualities that we hear in speech? What are the signal cues that we hear in speech that give us this indication that this is that this word should be pronounced as contrast and contrast. Quite amazingly, though, I've had students and my uh, and my professor who I have been TAing for, we had students that do not recognize stress. They cannot tell you which syllable is stressed and which is not. Um, I think a famous word is alligator whether it's alligator or alligator or alligator, which one, which syllable is stressed? And sometimes they cannot perceive it, but they are perfect in pronouncing this word because they have acquired it as little. And what is it that we are looking at when we are studying stress? Well, the first thing that we're looking at is intensity, duration, and this fundamental frequency. We get the readings of these three properties when we record speech. When we record speech, we analyze it and the signal gives us these three properties quite clearly with modern technology. It's easy. The, there are some other phonetic measures that we also like to look at. For example, vowels in stressed syllables have almost even intensity distribution. But vowels in unstressed syllables have lower intensities in higher frequencies. This difference that we call spectral tilt is also a very important feature of distinguishing two types of syllables, whether some syllable is stressed or not. There is another very important property in English um, of the stressed syllables, and that is the syllables that are preceding the stressed syllables. Most often, they are what we call reduced or neutralized. For example, take a word contrast. Contrast has a full vowel such as ah, contrast. But this vowel gets reduced when we say contrast. It becomes contrast. It becomes less rounded, more, more central, and we know that it's, it's not a stress syllable anymore because no vowel that is reduced is in English can be stressed syllable. In other languages, uh, the, this 
might not exist, meaning that stress syllables um, can be uh, not, not, not reduced necessarily, but there is no vowel reduction before the stress syllables. In Stony Nakoda, there are some words that we are finding that uh, which are contrastive just by saying, for example, yeka and yeka. Um, just by, by uh, stressing differently the word, and all that changes uh, the meaning completely. Um, these words are very important for elders, and we have been asked to record them and to uh, properly annotate them as different words.
there are many languages such as Spanish, whereby, for example, I believe that bebe means baby and bebe means uh, to drink. Um, and I'm not an expert in Spanish, but uh, many Spanish speakers will tell you more about these uh, contrastive words and sounds, uh, words that contrast that are contrasted only by the placement of stress. So stress is quite important, and um, we always make this pun that is not really funny after a while. I want to stress how stress is important, or something like that. Um, it's um, after a while it gets really it gets really uh, dorky a little bit. So I hope that throughout this podcast you learn more about stress and what it means. Um, so first of all, uh, we use it in everyday English. Many languages across the world use it as well. Uh, secondly, it's used in the movie The Conversation, and it's quite neatly used uh, for uh, triggering the whole plot of the movie. Uh, I recommend that you watch this movie. I recommend that you uh, listen very carefully to the soundtrack and to the track uh, in the background of some of certain scenes, as this is the main point of surveillance. And I also recommend that you uh, think about this movie more closely because it was the movie that won kind of con uh, movie festival and it was it lost an academy award to the movie godfather 2 which was also directed by francis ford coppola uh, an interesting um detail is that francis ford coppola actually lost to himself and that's a very interesting um detail in the in the academy award history Thank you very much for listening and for the upcoming monthly episodes of Linguistically Aware on CGSW 90.9, visit the cgsw.com slash program slash linguistically dash aware. My name is Dushan Nikolic and I'm the host of this wonderful podcast. If you want to contact me, visit d-u-s-a-n-n-i-k-o-l-i-c, dushanikolic.com. Have a great day and stay with CGSW you know you're in the best place you could be.